Okay, welcome once again to 31 Days of Halloween. Today's movie is Innocent Blood, made in 1992 by director John Landis. This is sort of the vampire answer to the werewolf masterpiece, an American werewolf in London. I think before we even get started, it's super important to say this about Landis. I love Landis's films, but I really despise him with a passion. I just really, really, really don't uh, don't like him. I really dislike him. And a lot of it stems from the fact that he is absolutely unequivocally responsible for the manslaughter of children on the Twilight Zone movie, and he got away with it. He got away with um, being responsible for these deaths of two children and the actor Vic Morrow. And it just kind of bums me out that more people don't put emphasis on this. You know, no matter, we can still love and venerate and enjoy Landis's films, but Landis himself is a scumbag. And upon hearing that he had gotten off the charges that he'd beaten the charges, he invited the entire jury to his trial to go see Coming to America, one of his best films. Coming to America is great. With all that said, I really loved Innocent Blood. Really, very much. It doesn't, the landing doesn't stick, and I'll get to that. But, you know, I want to say two-thirds of this movie are just really, really great. I was engaged. I enjoyed it. It really just worked for me. What is it about? Marie is a vampire with a conscience. You know, that's I got to tell you, some of the plot stuff isn't very well communicated. It's not, I don't know. Like I get, we get that sense, but we don't, we don't spend enough time with her where it's really sort of spelled out for us, I guess. She only sucks the blood of criminals and she has plenty to choose from on the mean streets of Pittsburgh where gang war is raging. You don't get that sense either. This is from the synopsis. Basically, she targets the mob and starts feeding on them. She slips up when she accidentally turns a violent crime lord, Sal Mancelli, Maselli, I, I can't even pronounce his name, played by Robert Loggia, who's in Loggia, Loggia, plays Sally, we'll call him Sally. He's also in Scarface. He's in Scarface. He plays Al Pacino's boss, and Al Pacino knocks, he's like, goes, goes, you're a cockroach, that, that guy. Um, he, he becomes one of the walking dead to stop a takeover of the city by blood-sucking gangsters, Marie has to join forces with an undercover cop played by Anthony LaPeglia, who has his own score to settle. Anthony LaPeglia, like, God, I just, I suck, guys. I don't know how to pronounce any of these names. Um, I He's most, most notable in Empire Records. And Marie is played by the absolutely breathtakingly gorgeous Anne Perillonde. Again, butchering everything, just like ugh, it should belong in pronunciation jail. <laughs> this is the worst review ever. 
Um, she's brilliant. Anne is brilliant in this role, and she's just I I I was uh spellbinding, spellbinding to say the least. Truly. And the thing is, this cast is unreal. I mean, it's packed. Besides the three leads that we just mentioned, you have Chaz Palmateri, right? You have Don Rickles is in this film. Kim Coates, he's from he's from Sons of Anarchy, and he's also the guy who says it's paper in uh Waterworld. You have Tom Savini as a photographer. Uh Rocco Sisto, who's also in he's also in The American Astronaut, one of my favorite films of all time. Angela Bassett is in this film. Dario Argento makes an appearance as like a, a EMT. You have Sam Raimi as a, you know, he works at a meat packing plant. You have uh, Polly Walnuts plays a character named Jacko. I mean, Polly, I mean, that guy is like, you know, I mean, Sopranos, come on. Uh, Louise Gutman, Guzman, Gutman as Morales, he's in it. Um, Freaking Frank Oz, director Frank Oz, who directed Little Shop of Horrors and just, uh, you know, does all the Muppet voices and whatnot. Voice, he's Yoda, essentially. Yoda plays uh, a, a more, he plays a, a morgue worker of some kind. You have Lin Linnea Quigley as a nurse. Marshall Bell is in this movie. Even Forrest J. Ackerman is also in this film. He's also in Return of the Living Dead Part 2. You have Steve Johnson, special effects makeup artist Steve Johnson, who did all the stuff in Return of the Living Dead 3. He plays an orderly in this film. Um, plus, you have these Easter eggs. You have Bela Lugosi Easter egg. You know, Dracula's playing on the TV. You have Christopher Lee in a Hammer film. And you have Hitchcock, because Landis loved Hitchcock, in uh, Strangers on a Train, his cameo. So this, this cast is just chock full of people that you all know. And Don Rickles is so great. And, you know, Robert Lagoya, Lagia, God, I can't say his name. Sally, the guy playing Sally is just, he is so good in this role. Let, let, let's get to the notes. Um, one thing I noticed, there's this Cinderella motif with the uh, fairy slipper with her shoe. You know, Anthony, um, who, what's his, what's his character's name in the, uh, Joe, he plays Joe and Marie. Joe is sort of enchanted by Marie the Vampire, and, you know, there's this whole back and forth about her shoe. Um, I kind of wish that Landis did a proper Frankenstein. He did do a Birkin hair thing, which is kind of like a grave robber thing, which is an, which is an aspect of, of Frankenstein, at least the, the James Whale film. But I wanted to see, I want to see like a proper Frankenstein film to go with American Werewolf from London, Innocent Blood, so it can complete the vampire werewolf Frankenstein trifecta and we we don't get it um the the mythology is a little bit different uh she has to you know Marie has to shotgun you know her her bite victims in the neck to cover her tracks and she has to sever the spinal cord or else the dead will come back but it seems there's seems that like you don't need a stake to kill these vampires because at the end they just shoot them up with guns and they all die it's really weird um, it's another weird thing is there's no inclination that, um, Joe is a cop. He's undercover at the beginning. And we suspect that he's just a mob guy who is reluctant to kill. And then it turns out that he is actually a undercover police officer. And there's just, it, it's just so random. It's like randomly shoehorned in here. And that was just, I don't know, that a lot, there's a lot of stuff like that. It just feels very like sort of incoherent. There is a... 
there is like this random scene with a guy claiming his dog. The dog runs up and that's how Joe knows that Marie is like running away from him or something. And the guy claims his dog. It just seems so out of place. Um, I don't know. And then, you know, the morgue worker just really like played by Frank Oz. It's great. This whole morgue scene is great. When, when Sally comes back from the dead, it's just so well done, but he doesn't finish any of the work at all before starting a new project. There are all these cut open bodies and they're super grisly and gross. It almost looks like a scene straight out of reanimator. And the, I mean, this film is quite gory and grisly. Like in, in a, I mean, I just wanted to see, kind of want to see Landis do more of this, you know, or at least I would wanted him to see him do more of this despite him being who he is. And, um, yeah, there's just this whole thing with Frank Oz. The comedy, overall, the comedy is pretty absurdist. It's like absurdist and dry, you know, which is sort of like Landis's M.O. I mean, it's the same. It's similar in American Werewolf in London. But here it's just super, super dry and super absurdist. There's this whole scene where you know, Sally uh, comes into Mortimer's house, not Mortimer, um, what's Emmanuel's house, played by Don Rickles. Don Rickles is so great in this film. And he's like eating, he's chewing on raw steaks and and Don Rickles looks at him and he goes, Sally, Sally, are you like, you need to go see a doctor. And he just goes, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm just hungry. It's just really, the way it's done, it's played, the laughs are, are, earned but not like they're not it's not trying so hard is what i mean to say it's just not trying so hard and it's great to see tom savini just pop out of nowhere every cameo just sort of like pops out of nowhere and you're just not tom savini sam raimi dario argento it's just like it's crazy feels like it feels like two things it feels like landis called in a lot of favors on this film to like get as many cameos as he could in it and the movie doesn't feel like it's shot in 1992 it feels like Firmly like a mid '80s film. It does not feel like an early '90s film. Um, Don Rickles, when when they go, <laughs> when he's in the kitchen, he goes. Don Rickles says, "We got to get you to a doctor." And Sally goes, "No, no, I'm fine. I just got this appetite." As he's just ravaging these raw steaks, and then he he eats. He eventually progresses, and he eats uh, Don Rickles. Before that, he's like thawing frozen meat on a stove, and then just gnawing on it. It's like, so gross. Ugh. Um, Don Rickles, after he gets bitten, his makeup is terrifying, absolutely terrifying. And he just falls apart when he hits the sun. The special effects in this film are extraordinary. I mean, really extraordinary. In particular, the Don Rickles death scene, just stupendous. Um, where the movie really, really fails, besides some of that incoherent like plot stuff, is the last third of the film. It just falls apart it just completely and utterly falls apart it's like the movie forgets where it's going or where it's trying to go or where it's what where it should go and it's like they didn't know how to end it and they just sort of like they just sort of like freeballed it or something it really feels that way and it takes uh, a lot away from me you know like proclaiming that it, this is somewhat of a minor vampire masterpiece because of that it just really it's flawed in that way but the first two-thirds utterly enjoyable just really even really just the first half just really really enjoyable up into the part where 
you know, after the meat locker, I would say, after he's sleeping in the meat locker, that's when it really starts to just, you know, lose its, lose its, starts to get stale, I should say. Maybe that's the best way to put it. So this makes our officially, we've done it. We've done 31 movies in 31 days. Tomorrow is Halloween. So we'll clock in probably. I'm going to watch, start a movie now and finish up tomorrow. And we'll have one more review and that will be it. We did it. We really did it. You know, I almost gave up. I stopped posting these things because I just was not getting any views on them. I almost gave up and decided, you know what? Nobody's watching this like the way I want it to. and you know, the way I'm hoping for that to happen and um, that I should just stop. And you want to know something? Another part of me said, no, you committed to doing this. This was a challenge, complete, finish, follow through and finish what you set out to do. You know, it's important to do that sort of stuff in life. Even if it doesn't, you, you, you do it for the sake of doing it. And you know what? This was a great discipline for me. And I'm really glad that I kept up with it. I kept up with it as best I possibly could. I, I started the game and I finished the game. And that feels really good, at least with this review. So everything else that we do is a bonus from here, from here on out. Because we did 31 and 31, which is the challenge. Had I not been doing these reviews, I really think, because I kind of had to pace myself because I had to talk about each film. Had I not been doing these reviews, I probably would have watched a hell of a lot more films. And I think next year, I don't think I'm going to do this because, you know, 31 Days of Halloween is something that I enjoy just doing. And this year, it the season, it felt, it was fun. I had a lot of fun doing it, but it felt like, it felt like work. It felt like a chore because I had to do these videos to go with it. And, you know, I just, 31 Days of Halloween should just be about watching films. So maybe next year I'll do like a, a weekly live stream about everything that I've been watching for 31 days of Halloween. Maybe that's the better way to do it, where it's like once a week instead of doing a new video every day. Because this was just, this was this was tough. It really was. But I'm glad I did it. I'm glad you guys, whoever is watching this, uh, stuck with it. And uh, we'll see you next year, probably in a much lesser capacity, as I just mentioned. So happy Halloween. Officially Halloween, past midnight. We got 24 hours to go to watch as many movies as we can. Maybe I'll just do that. Maybe I'll just watch as many movies as I can and call it a day. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see.